Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Living Vibrations with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, Tony Englan, Angle, Edglam. I'm sorry, I'm not pronouncing this right, but he'll set me right in a moment. You know, what? every now and again, there's something that kind of sparks something for you, that sets you off on another journey. And for Tony, it was Mariah Carey's hero, the song. And he was a corporate guy and, you know, kind of living a very materialistic life and uh, kind of realizing that, hey, this wasn't giving him the fulfillment that he needed. It wasn't giving him the purpose, the inspiration. It wasn't giving him any empowerment in who he was and what he really wanted to do on this planet. So he left his job and decided to go and help people, bring happiness, bring a sense of purpose, bring um, a meaningful life to people's lives by awareness, by discovering the hero within themselves. So we're going to be talking about his book today, The Hero Inside of Me, and, you know, help you maybe discover a little bit of a hero inside yourself, because there is one in every one of us. We've just got to be willing to see it and make that choice to look at it. So he's very proud of you know what he's accomplishing here today the inspiring and empowering of people you know finding their purpose and their dreams and he's found his calling and he loves dedicating his lives to others to help them find what they need to do in life so he's an inspirational speaker he has speaking programs he gets out there and he motivates people and he helps people discover that hero within themselves so let us take the journey with him today and find out the finder of purpose power and the hero you were meant to be welcome to the show tony hello thank you sarah thank you for having me on and by the way, the name is Tony Edgel. Thank and you. Book, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And the book is The Hero Inside You. And by the way, I told you this before, but I got to say it. I just love your accent. <laughs> I love that accent. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. And I like your enthusiasm. You can clearly hear the passion in you. And, you know, as you see, you were a corporate guy, right? You were doing something else, everything that life expected of you. And uh, you had a, a kind of a calling, that changing point in your life where you realized you weren't living up to, you know, your true purpose and your true calling in life. What was that moment for you where, you know, you went for, this isn't what I'm meant to be here for? Um, it was an actual strange moment because it was like, it was just one day looking in the mirror and I didn't like who I was looking at. I didn't like well, who I was being in the world. And Sarah, I thought back on things like my childhood. I was a childhood boy. I thought about things like that when I was looking at this mirror. And I thought about uh, just every day going to a job I didn't like. And I thought about actually being in barroom fights and having anger problems. And all this was going through, I was just just looking at the mirror and just looking at myself, and this is all going through myself, uh, through my mind. And there, at the same time, I just kept hearing the quote. My, one of my favorites, probably is my favorite, be the change you want, want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. Just kept going through over and over, and I, was, I have no idea how long this lasts. 
And from that point on, it was like a transformation. I'm like, I want to be somebody different in this world. And that's where it all started for me. There's always a catalyst. You know, for some people, it's very gentle or, or a good, hard conversation with the mirror, which I always recommend people because it's very hard to lie to your own eyeballs. Um, and for some other people, it's a hatchet in the head. Something really catastrophic has to happen. But in whatever way it happens, it's there to give you the choice to embrace what you were meant to be here for. And, you know, the fact that you owned up to... You, you hate your job, you were a bully, you have anger issues. That takes a lot of, you know, courage to do so. You know, I don't like who I've become. I don't like the path that I've taken. That doesn't mean you hate yourself. You just don't like the choices that you've made. Absolutely, absolutely. And the other thing, I'll tell you the hardest one to face up to, the very, everything else was easy, but hating my job was the hardest one. Because I had the absolute best job I could ever have in the world. Like, absolute as far as the way they treated me, pay, the people I worked with, the location, the hours. I can't even say enough. And it was just like, how can you hate a job like that? Mm -hmm. How can you hate it? It was like, I don't like what I get to do every day. So that was the hardest one of the bunch to actually face up to. Yeah, and because you know, obviously, when you're looking at a paycheck, and you've got to you've got to talk yourself into the reasons why you should walk away from it. And uh, as you said, if they were all really good to you, and it was a you know a good stable job, but but if it's not your calling, if it's not who you are, if it's not what you were put here to do, it doesn't matter how good they are to you or how good you were at it. It's not your purpose. Oh, amen. <laughs> I can see, that's all I can say. Amen. You got it. You said it all right there. Well, and it, now it's, now it's complete. Oh, wow. What a great, just how, wow. How I, the big thing is for me is how I feel in the mornings. It's just completely mm -hmm. different. But go ahead. Sorry. No, that's that's the whole key of it, isn't it? You know, it's um, yeah. you know, we, we can be really good at many things in life, and and nothing is a waste because you take the knowledge from you know what you've just done, and you you know incorporate that knowledge with maybe tools or, or just understanding into you know what you're doing now. So nothing is ever a waste. Um, the waste is is never doing anything. Um, you know. Being complacent or being stuck in fear or, um, you know, kind of like, well, it's all I'm ever going to get, so I shouldn't try any further. And that's what I call kind of the waste. When you actually say, you know what, it doesn't matter that this is a good job or, you know, this is a good location or this is that. How do I feel inside? And if I'm empty inside, if I do not feel every day that I'm waking up to embrace the day because I have that meaningful purpose... Um, then you are not living a true life. You are quite essentially lying to yourself. Absolutely. You're, you got it. And I would like to say to the audience, just my recommendation is after this phone call or tomorrow morning, I personally don't think you should go in and resign. No. I think there's a... <laughs> Transition period. I'm just letting, I'm, letting, I'm letting people know that, you know, yeah, that I'm just... You know, I'm just, you know, there is a growing period and getting in touch with yourself and inside, you know, it wasn't instantaneous for me. There was a lot of growing before I came to that point where I was able to leap. Yes, 
yeah and that's the preparation I mean it's there are some people that yes I'm sorry I can't do this one more day and it might not be that that's a good job it might be a job that just sucks the very life and soul out of them yes get out of that one uh, because you're not going to be able to heal if you're in that environment but if your environment is is you know okay uh, and it still allows you to you know empower yourself um, along the way um, then stay with it Wow. Great. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> Great advice. And I actually have a chapter, um, one of the chapters, chapter three is called Courageous Heart. And it's learning how to follow your courageous heart. Uh-huh. And it's like any other muscle you build, like like when you start going to the gym. You know, you start out slow and do things and it doesn't happen instant. It's building a muscle. It's following your courageous heart. And I had done things where I'm actually, my heart, I'm listening to my heart, doing things where my heart was telling me to do things. And it came to the point that day where it was like, I want you to jump, want you to leap. And I jumped and leaped. But I had done a lot of following up to that point. I will say that. And I I think it's just get in touch with it. It's talking to you every day. It's... uh, you're feeling every day and it could be just this simple little thing like smile to this person and say hi or give them a bit you know something like that which people really do not understand the empowerment of you know uh, you can be with a group of friends where everybody's laughing their entire chemistry is uplifted the vibration the frequency in the room is is uplifted and then along comes a sourpuss <laughs> with their disgruntled and their gar- you know their baggage and they want to dump it on everybody to make themselves feel better and it's like the needle across the record um, and it, it just shatters everybody. And, you know, we have to be very, very careful of the arena we're in, don't we? The people that are around us. You can't take these steps forward if you're still if you're still being the bully or around the bullies, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> my story I like to tell is um, when I started this journey, I started you know, really got on the anti-war and the peace thing and all that. And, you know, I was posting things on Facebook, anti-war and, you know, um, peace and all that. And I'm having still out on the road, having road rage and yelling at people. I'm like, and that's another time where I got in touch with myself. I'm like, no, wait, these two, they just don't add Mm. up together. That's my personal story. That is, I mean, I'm glad you had that realization. You know, I I did a show a little while ago. I have another show called Asara, which is just me in my perspective. And I, you know, I did a show on violence begets violence. And yes, we can get outraged. You know, there's some horrific things that people are doing to people in the world. And it's so utterly inhumane and people without a consciousness. But you don't go and bomb an entire country to get at the few virus culprits and you also don't bring peace about with you know a gun in your hand and we have to check ourselves we can be outraged but we've got to be very very careful that we don't become just as violent as the violence we're outraged about absolutely mal the quote i love on that when when we have a peace when we have peaceful people we will have a peaceful world world wayne dyer 
Yep. I love him. I love him. Yeah. Says it all. Yes. Absolutely. Says it all. And and you have to be, you know, everybody's looking for a leader. Everybody's looking for somebody else. You know, just again, <laughs> go look in that mirror because you are the answer. When you become the answer to your own life, you start becoming the answer to your community. Yes. I, where my journey started in that day at that mirror with that quote, be the change you want to see in the world. What a quote. Yes. What, it just says it all. Yeah. Because... When you're not conscious of that, you're always pointing your finger, always this and that, I wish it was that and this and that, and then you, one day you go, well, be what you're trying, what you want to see in the world. It's, yeah. it's just so much awareness and so beautiful. I mean, if you look at parenting, you know, um, children will learn like sponges from their parents. If their parents are being disrespectful to one another, if there is discord in the family, um, if there isn't any of that love and this control, th- those children are going to be that way. Um, if it's a family of love and respect and embracement, you are going to have people who will grow up to be that way. We learn from our environment and the people that are around us. Yes, absolutely. And I can say from my own um, upbringing, there was um, I there was violence, witness violence, and there was bullying. Uh huh. And yeah, and it's so. From my experience, a two things with a bully. From my experience, two things with a bully. Number one, a bully doesn't like himself. That's yeah. his way of he doesn't like himself. He don't realize that. My way of bullying was I love to make people laugh, to make other someone else look bad. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I just at the time was trying to make people laugh, and I didn't realize, of course, that I didn't like myself. And the second thing is, for me, or I think the majority or most or whatever, they're being bullied at home too. Yeah. And that was my those two things are what really triggered me. Yeah, it's funny how you're not even aware or conscious like I, I never would have called myself a bully yeah <laughs> you know it's funny uh, yeah but, but the, if it's what you've learned you know you don't you don't go set out to being a bully you know and that school ground bully you know don't associate yourself with being anything like them but then you find yourself doing things that are very bullyish and it's like where did this come from and it's a learned behavior that as you said, comes from inner insecurity. Because if you are with love within yourself, you can't turn around and do that to other people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're exactly right. You can't, right, you can't bully people, you can't kill people. Yes, if you're in love with yourself, and I agree 100% with that. And, you know, for a person like you who, who looked in the mirror and, and, you know, had the courage to speak to your discontent and what you would become and you made that decision to change, um, when somebody is very, very insecure within themselves and perhaps has never been loved, so they have no idea how to love themselves, if you really want to be loved in the world, it starts with you because people will reflect back to you what you're putting out. How do you help people find that love within? Because that's the key, the core of everything. Well, that's, uh, I love that question. First of all, my book starts you at the very beginning, and I think this is so important, understanding, 
is understanding how we think and why we think different than other people. And why we and why this is important is we think different than other people because of our upbringing. We came into this world at empty vessel, zero thoughts. And everything what I called what I call programmed, trained or conditioned was from everybody associated with us. Mm-hmm. And they could be their parents, brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, you know, teachers, coaches, religious leaders. The one of the biggest ones, um, society and what I call society plus TV. They're all together. Society is TV. What's going blaring in your head in TV. And realizing that there's a day where you start going, wow, our, where you start really questioning your thoughts, really questioning your thoughts. And where you get in touch with is the second thing is that some, you realize that maybe somewhere along the line, it's the craziest thing, and it could have just been one sentence on your journey, but somebody said something like, you're ugly, mm-hmm. you're not good enough, mm-hmm. you're this, something extremely negative. And the wildest thing, one sentence, we eat it up and believe it from that day on. And consciously, it's in there. It's in yeah. there. You might, I should say, unco- we, a lot of times we don't even know it's there until we start really think, you know, getting back and thinking of it. And then the second step is how I do this is each one of my chapters is an affirmation. I think it's a great starting block to get it in your conscious mind. But after each one of my chapters, I have three affirmations to say. And I think it's so important saying that. The da- the, I will say to the audience um, one thing. If somewhere along the line you have been told that, let's say you're ugly, and someone, whatever, and you believe this, you believe this story that you're and it's there, I love that. It's a story. Because God don't create ugly people. Right. But... When you start saying, I am beautiful, and that's all an affirmation is, I am this, I am beautiful, it will be extremely hard to say, because you won't believe it. And you'll be like, you'll feel like a liar, and you'll feel it's going to be very hard for you to say. But give it some time, and then it starts resonating with you, and it starts getting in your, you start like, wow, this is becoming easier and easier. And that's when things start changing for you and you start, you know, on your own journey and waking up. And then I have ways to really get in touch with inside. Um, the music to my um, Asara show is uh, Carol King's Beautiful. You've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. And, you know, I just find that so absolutely true. I mean, songs really do speak to to you know uh, what ails us and what the answers are i see that you've chosen alicia keys here uh we are here um and you know we are here we are here for all of us we're here for all of us it is why we are here we are here uh we are here and i think that's something that people need to understand we you know um through the test of time um if a village didn't come together they didn't survive just didn't happen and then somehow you know with tv with with technology which is brilliant and wonderful if used properly we started isolating ourselves and we stopped being a community and we're realizing that we we need to bring back that village uh, that that um, 
you know, united community, a global community, because if we're not there for each other, nobody's going to be there for us. And when we do come together with goodwill towards man, we now have an empowerment that can really overcome anything peacefully. Absolutely. I am so glad I heard the word global community, because yes, <laughs> this, this border thing is just bizarre to me. Yeah. Bizarre, bizarre to me. That's the only word I can say that, you know, yes, we are a huge family in this world. That's what we are. And there we are getting closer and closer and closer every day to realizing that. Yeah. And. You know, we, you know, I do a lot of metaphysical shows. I just did a brilliant one with somebody who's literally studied the Mayan calendar or 5,000 years of it. And it's, you know, it's everything that we are and what we're being doing, you know, it was mapped out a long time ago. But we have the free will in how to do it. And it was always mapped out that we need to come together, you know, in respect, in in liberty and dignity and meaningful purpose in life. Um that is the choice that we need to make because if we empower our brother, we are empowered. Um, it's, I think, something that people are now waking up to. Not only have they got the, the fifth dimensional vibration, which is there to you know, switch on their consciousness and make them aware and seek that more peaceful uh, alternative rather than the violent one. Um, but we're seeing people wanting to come together in a community because they realize the empowerment of us all coming together. Thank God for that. <laughs> yes, yes, about thank, time. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. And it's, it's a taking, again, taking responsibility for yourself. And yes. And like, realizing the word is healing yourself. Yeah. Really, really, really healing yourself. And what healing yourself really is, is coming to terms with why, like, say, my anger. Like, why, when I had anger, it's just energy and it's just feelings. And I, I learned not to attach it, but I would learn to also, go, I learned to also go back and figure out where this anger came from. In, in my journey, a lot of it was childhood, and then it was getting in touch with that and learning to forgive that or learning to let go of that, and that's where real healing comes into. Yeah, you know, the, the, the old adage, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do, and, you know, when you look at families who pass on the anger, pass on the resentment, pass on their lifetime's bitterness to their children, and so on and so on, it's, um, they are being ignorant to what they're doing, um, but they also have not yet been guided or educated to what they can do, and so it just gets passed on and passed on and passed on, and as I said, one of the big things is said the ownership, when we choose to take ownership of our own decision making in our lives, and stop, you know, looking and that it's everybody else's fault, that's when we start really truly empowering ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely, that's when you become a hero. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that, and that's where you become a hero, and a really a hero is you're a hero to yourself. Number one, you're like like me. I, I mean. Now I just look back and go, wow, wow. I, I without bragging, I, I feel sort of like a 
hero to myself. It's like, wow, you that you really grew. Yeah. And the second thing is that's when you start where my book is that everyone came on this planet with a beautiful divine gift inside their heart. And there is something inside every single human being that they want to share with the world. Yeah. And when you start taking that journey and getting, you know, that's when you get in touch with that. And that's when life, wow, 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 I can't even explain it. Life becomes unbelievable when you're in touch with that and in tune with what you're here to do. You know, I believe, I think, at least I'll speak for myself, I remember hearing purpose and all that, and I remember thinking of stuff like, I don't know, stuff that seemed to have a lot of purpose in it, but I would have hated doing it, you know, but I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be something I really hate to do, but it's good for the world, like, I don't know, maybe uh, nursing or something, I'd be the world's worst nurse, let's put it that way, but when you get in touch with this, you're going to be like, oh my goodness gracious, like, it fits you so yeah. well, and it fits your journey so well, and it fits who you are. It's just amazing. Like right now, I really like it, talking on the phone. <laughs> <You do>. <laughs> <laughs> ditto, ditto. <laughs> it's enjoyable, you know, you know, and some other, and speaking in front of people. Because yes, people okay. look at that and go, oh, my word, I would never want to do that. Or, and that's understandable, but there is something inside that will, like, whoo, that you get to do every day, it's just amazing. And you have to let it out, you do. I'm going to go back to, to the, um, you know, uh, when a person is born. And, uh, you know, for me, it is a person is born a diva. Uh, they're born with the ability to dream, to inspire, to visualize, and aspiring to make that dream come true. And every child you look at, puppy, child, every youth you look at, they live in that wonderful dream, dream world. They're inspired by everything around them. They visualize fantastic greatness and out-of-this-world stuff, and they're constantly aspiring to make it happen. And then along comes societal's dictation uh, and the linearization of who you should be, because that's a form of control. You know, that's what the higher-up has decided, that they were going to make everybody into drones um, because they're easier to control that way. Um, and But what happens is, you know, people hit that 30, 40, 50, 80, I don't care what age, and suddenly say, let me out! <laughs> I need a dream, I need to be inspired, I have got a vision, I need to aspire to make it happen. And if I don't, I'm just going to curl up and die or combust. And, you know... <laughs> yes. You know, we are divas, and we've got to embrace that divaism because it is the innovation and the illumination that really makes this world go round. Well, yeah, I got two things to say with that. You talked about children, and number one, isn't it the strangest thing that children can talk about their dreams, and we're all, like, all supportive and, like, oh, that's awesome, that's great, you know? But you reach adult and you, you start talking about your dreams and you're really looked down on. And I know this personally, this whole journey and I knew where I was headed and what I wanted to do. Believe me, it was very, very, very few people that knew it. Very few. Yeah. To this, to this day where I worked, I didn't tell one soul when I left. I never told anybody. It was like, I can't even baby you have inside and you're you're so protective of it and it's so weird that and the second thing is i talk about in my book is <clears throat> i think ch 
children, a certain age, maybe roughly five, six, seven, eight in that range, have a lot more to, we have a lot more to learn from them than we, than we can ever teach them. 100%. They are in the absolute now. They 100%. are in the now. There is no, no, this chatter upstairs, this mind chatter. There you have none of that going on. None of that. And it's just pure, beautiful, uh, you know, unlimited, unconditional possibilities that come out of them. And they speak that knowingness in that now, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. And it's so sad that we lose that. And we need to make sure we take that with us. And if we have children that are young right now, they need to be given permission to constantly live in that diva and not have it kind of beaten out of them because we lose when they do. It's funny in my I wrote a little forward in my little in my book. It's just a paragraph, but I give credit. I, I have no children, but I have eleven and they're um sorry, they're twelve and thirteen now. Uh, niece and nephew and I am the world's greatest uncle. But it one of I give them I said their uh, their nicknames are Izzy and Bubba. I said, Izzy and Bubba, thank you for being my two one of my two greatest teachers ever. Mm-hmm. And that it, I used to observe them and watch them and it was so true. Yes. Yeah. And you know we they don't take life so seriously. You know, what happened to us? Why do we get so serious, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, lighten up. You know and, and this leads oh, my- but this leads to something else that you wrote about motivation through failure. You know, failure is, is never taking any action. But taking action and it didn't work and you learned from it and now you go and try something else, I believe is success. Oh, absolutely. Wow, I think you might have been the co-writer of my book. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. The great minds think alike, right? Yeah. <laughs> or let's say this, the great hearts think alike. Yeah, Exactly. And, but, you know, failure, this whole thing about failure, and what's happened with that is that if you don't make money out of something, you know, immediately, then you have failed. We've got to stop looking at e-commerce um, as the be-all and the end-all and the definition of who we are and what we achieve in life. Um, you know, I'm an extremely abundant, rich person. Uh, my bank balance doesn't reflect that as yet, but, you know, I consider myself a very rich person through the knowledge, through the experience, through, you know, the way I see and embrace life. We've got to stop putting that dollar on everything and measuring success and failure based against that dollar. Absolutely. It's absolutely. One of my titles I have two, it's called the second greatest lie. And the second greatest lie, the first greatest lie we talked about already is the story that you're not not a, you're not beautiful, you're not worthy, you're not good enough. That is the gr- greatest lie ever told. And the second greatest lie ever told is, and it's wow, is it a powerful story that money will make you happy? Yeah. Now Big I'm not lie. saying the lack of money will make you happy. No, I'm not saying that. And trust me, I talk about this in my in my book. I was on this journey where I was for years, my wife and I were going to get rich quick type seminars and trying the whole thing and got involved in a lot of stuff because I was convinced of one thing, money will make me happy. Yeah. Money, when you, when you become rich, 
you'll be the same person when you didn't have any money. You're the exact same person only yeah. you had money. That's it. If you are not happy, you're empty inside, you don't have love, you money will not bring that for you. Money will not bring that for you. Now, you can have all, you know, have all that, be happy and with yourself, love yourself, have an amazing life and have money, then that, that's incredible. That's called wealth. Yes. And sharing your purpose in life. There's a whole way to do that. It's, it's, it's having wealth. But, and I talk about it in my book. I said, just observe so many people that have money. Do they seem extremely joyful, loving, and peaceful to you? You just have and to look at these Hollywood housewives. You know, everybody trying to <laughs> outdo each other. The house is bigger. The car is bigger. The dress is bigger. Oh. The plastic surgery is bigger. And they're all so bitter and twisted and miserable. You know, they're a great there's example a- of what not path to take. <laughs> there, wow. You talk about from your mind and what we've been taught. It's unbelievable, mm-hmm. and again, it's coming from what everything stems from what we were just taught as yes. little kids, all of us, and most of it comes from TV, and this is a big one. It comes, I should say, some of it or a lot of it comes from TV, but this one, this one, a lot, this, a lot of this comes from the TV, this more. When I have more, I'll be happy. Yeah. When I have more, I'll be happy. More, I'll, more, I'll more. When you get there, guess what? Mm-hmm. When you get there, guess what it is? When I have more, I'll be there. I'll be, it's, it's like basically what America's doing right now. Yeah. You look around, it's like, when I have more, when I have more, when I, and when you get that thing you want, I don't know what it could be. And I'm not saying it's bad, but the part of this that's just never being happy or content is what's, ugh. Yeah. You know, it's not the car. Hey, have a great ha- car. Have a great house. But just be so content with it. Not like, okay, I got that. Now what's next? More. That's, mm-hmm. where, the, ugh, that's where the unhappiness comes in. You know, the, we've got some great examples out there in, in the show business today. We've got the Brad Pitts and the Leonardo DiCaprios and, uh, you know, many other stars out there that, you know, have decided, uh, A, to put up their own money, but also to put up their own action. And, you know, they're standing for that um, that unity about, you know, global... Basically, I mean, Leonardo did a beautiful speech the other day at the UN, and it was, you know, on global warming. And basically, he finished off by holding them accountable. You know, you have been elected. You are here to serve the people. So stop serving your own interests and get on with serving the people. And, uh, you know, kudos to him for that. And look at what Brad Pitt does and... You know, Warren Buffett gives 50% of, you know, keeps making money, but it keeps giving 50% away. We need more people like that to show the true value of money. And it's the more you actually give away and empower other people, the richer you are going to be. Absolutely, yes. And they're, all I can say is they're all heroes. Definitely mm. heroes doing that. Yes, definitely heroes. Because, I mean, my, I have, a, I can say I personally have two dreams two visions or two dreams inside of me. The one is I I have a dream where I want to inspire and empower lots of people to live their dreams. Mm-hmm. And the second is just part of it. I just want to make this world better and more beautiful. That's it. That's why I wrote the book. That's what it's all about. And when you get in touch with your purpose, because my purpose will do that. My purpose when people live a life of purpose and meaning, they will make this world better and more yes. beautiful. First of all, there'll be different people, 
And first of all, what they're doing will make the world, it's, and the second thing is what they're doing will make the world yeah. better and more beautiful. But whatever you have inside of you, your heart, inside, will make this world better and more beautiful. And you know it's from your heart when you just want to give it, and that's it. For nothing in return, just give it. Now, I'm not saying you won't get anything in return. You know, that's, you know, we live in a society with money and energy, and I'm saying that, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, no. hey, I hope there's people out there that right now they're listening. I hope there's people that get in touch with their purpose and become billionaires. Mm-hmm. You know? But, you know, that's, that's a great thing. Yep. I mean, you know, for, I've just been on a, a nine year journey with my business partner and, you know, through electric motors to this program to that program. And, you know, none of them kind of ended up going and you know, it was a cul-de-sac, but it didn't mean any single one of them were a failure. It just meant it wasn't its time and it wasn't meant to be done in that way. And now after nine years of this journey, we realize that all the people that we've met, all the things that we've done, we've now put together. In, in something that really now has the whole cohesiveness and works together beautifully. It's a, a fractal, which is the Pascal fractal. And it's, um, you know, bringing ideas and bringing people and bringing things together that can create a whole. And 50% of our company goes back to reinvesting in people because we do believe people should have the ability to live a life of meaning, dignity, purpose. And, um, and you know be liberated from where they are. Um, the point is, the journey that we take will lead us to where we meant to go. And you're going to take many roads that look like a cul-de-sac, or you have to turn around, or you know you didn't get what you thought you were going to get out of that, and now you've got to redirect. And every single one of those roads is a lesson that you're needing to have. Store it, store it, store it, because its meaning will come out at the time that it's meant to come out. Yes, yes. Even I, I, for myself, and I, there's two journeys I've had. I had an unconscious journey. An unconscious journey is when you're just in automatic. You're just, you have been programmed. I know it sounds crazy, but you're, you're programmed from all your thoughts and you're just living in automatic. You're yes. doing what everyone else is doing. You're being told, doing what you learned as a kid. You're being, uh, expectations. What, yes. What will make you happy? You've been told, this will make you happy. Watch TV. This will make you happy. That or they Do this job will make you happy. Everything, you know, and you're in automatic, we call automatic. But you're still learning things in this, what I call the um, automatic or unconscious journey. Then you become on the conscious journey. And, yeah, that's when it all becomes different. And that's when you're led you're led through your soul and God and everything else. That's when you're learning things. It's a, a it's a different journey, but it's and it's a conscious journey. Yes, that's the thing. A conscious journey. You know, I'm um, I'm an intuitive. Always have been. Um, so for me, I you know the the gut. When we say about oh, you know, my gut tells me. Well, that's your divine knowledge that's coming in, and when it resonates with the heart and passion, and it, you then give it to the spirit for action, and your mind knows what it needs to know at the time that it needs to know it without any doubt, without any conflict. In that knowingness, and we trust that we become everything we've desired to be and everything that we're we're here for. Uh, And we've got to get our intellect out of it and trust that sensation, trust those feelings, because the the soul will never lie to you. 
never, never lie to you. And once it reaches your mind and knowingness, there is no conflict whatsoever. You just simply know what you need to know at the time you need to know it. I agree 100%. Soul is absolute nothing but truth. Yep. The second thing I'd like to say, it's interesting. I just wrote a blog on intuition. And I'd like to say two things about intuition. First of all, we all have it. Yes. We all have it. But the real question is, why don't we hear it? Well, why don't we follow it? I think, no, it's just, why don't we hear it? And there's two reasons why we don't hear it. Number one is we don't like what it's, being, what it's telling us to do. And it could be, again, very simple thing. It could just be a very simple thing like down inside you, again, might see somebody that just needs a nice smile and a high. And they could be looking like the worst person in the world. But your mind's going to fight you. Your conditioning, your programming, your mind, it's going to be saying, oh, my God, they're mean, they're weird. Look at them. They're not going to say hi back to them. But your intuition's telling you to do it. Or it could just be a homeless person. Yes. And I'm not saying give money to every homeless person. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you maybe just... Acknowledge them. Where the, Acknowledge yeah, them. where the gold you know? is. Where the yeah. gold is. But your intuition be, gets, could be saying, get... Give them a couple dollars. And again, you're playing with this mind, this programming, and it's going to be saying, oh, they're lazy. Why don't they get a job? I don't have enough money myself. That's getting you in touch with your intuition. Down here, your intuition. And um, the second reason, and the real big reason, is it's too noisy upstairs. (laughs) Our mind, our chatter is way too noisy upstairs. And there's ways to get this all cleared up. But basically, you can't, you're not in touch with your intuition at all when we're, when, you know, you're stressed out and, uh, you know, your mind's just racing and everything else. You, yeah, you will not hear or know what your intuition's saying. Yep. You've got to shut up and listen. And, you know, the thing is, you've got to feel your knowledge because then you can hear your knowledge. And if we've switched our feelings off and if our chatter is so much, we're not going to receive the messages in the way that they come. Um, and, you know, we've also got to take this intellect out of there of, um, but how or but why or where's the proof? Where's the validation? Because we're so stuck in this, you know, a little piece of paper of certification, um, you know, or of importance that we're actually missing the message. Well, I'll, I'll give you the proof. One proof, one of the biggest things your mind chatter gives you is fear. Yeah. And how fear works again (laughs) is to understand this is so important. Right here is something so important. Understand something. If you were a kid and you got bit by a dog and your parents just had a fit, like, oh, my God, dogs are bad. Stay away from dogs and all that. There's a good chance that it would be stuck in your consciousness. And you would be deathly afraid of dogs forever. Yep. And what I'm saying, getting at, is if you ever wanted to start liking dogs and dealing with dogs again, there would be an extreme amount of fear. Now, where I'm going with this is you, fear is the number one stopping us, thing for stopping us from living our dreams and our passion. It's upstairs. Now, the thing is, you talk to anybody, any single person, 
go do this. This is a great thing to do. That seems to be really living a successful life, just happy with life, doing what they want to do and purpose and passion and everything else. And you ask them one question. Were, did you have fear to go out and do this? Did you have fear when you started out or do you have fear? And I guarantee the number one, every single person will tell you yes. Yes. And it's getting in touch with that, that chatter, that fear and everything else. And you're not going to silence it, but you're going to start learning how to ignore it and start doing what your courageous heart really wants to do. And, you know, understanding that um, the fear is a lack of knowledge. <clears throat> you know, we're afraid of what we don't know. So if you're afraid of what you don't know, listen in to the belly, the heart, the, 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 the spirit and the mind. Uh, and also ask questions. Listen to other people who have done it and be inspired to know that you can do it too. It's purely because we don't know. The other thing is we're so afraid of making fools of ourselves because society loves to belittle us so much that we're afraid to take action for fear of ridicule. The, the second, absolutely. The, uh, I would, the second reason we, you know, that stops us from living the life we really are meant to live here on earth is this one thing. What are people going to think? <laughs> what are people going to think? Right? Whatever they and, want. <laughs> it really won't matter. <laughs> and, and, but let's go back where this was taught. It was yeah. taught again as kids. Holy yes. mackerel. I don't know about you, but my parents were really concerned what people thought, especially when I made them look bad, right? Yes. When I made them look bad, and I got, woo, it was not a pretty thing, you know? And it was like, oh, what do people think? That's, you know, and that's, that's losing your power. Your power comes from what do I want in this world? What do I want to do? That's no matter what you've been told or no matter what pe other people are thinking, living your own life. Yes. I, I, that's, that's the key thing of it. Um, you want to live a life of personal abundance, then you've got to invest in yourself. And that isn't looking to everybody else to verify you. I mean, oh, I need somebody to love me, you know, to validate my love of self. No, you don't. You need to love yourself so somebody else knows how to love you. Um, you want to be treated with respect. You want it to be listened to. You want to be count for something in life. Well, then you've got to count for it in your own life. And then that resonance will be what people will see. You know, we've got to overcome our own doubt. But that means we've got to be prepared to invest in ourselves and work on the issue. We don't download an app for it. There isn't a snap of the fingers. There's nothing instant that's going to happen. We've got to be willing to put the time in. <laughs> I like that. No app for it. I, absolutely. Uh, yes. Yes, but it, is, it, uh, is it worth it? It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Yes, it's so incredible worth it. It's... You know, how I like to explain it, living your purpose and meaning in life. Like, it's basically, like I said earlier, I never had kids. But I'm guessing when you have kids, there are certain days that they're basically going to work on your nerves or they're, you know, not going to be, they're going to be bad that day. And it's just not going to be a good day. And but you can't the trade the them day, in. You're stuck with them. <laughs> right. Right. But at the end of the day, 
would you give it up or give them away for anything in the world? No. No. And that's how your purpose and meaning is. There's, yeah, there's going to be some days that might be challenging and struggling, but at the end of the day and the next day morning, you wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. It's, you know, it's basically you're like what I like to say, you're like an athlete. You're an Olympic athlete. You're in training. You're doing things. And you have something what they have inside of them. And every day they're doing stuff. And they wouldn't give it up for the end of it, for anything in the world. And, you know, there has never, ever been an Olympic athlete, ever, that stood in the podium, I don't think, and won a gold medal and goes, wow, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nor has there been a parent that has said that either. <laughs> I, you know, the thing is, is if, you know, I did, a, I did a show on yoga, actually, interestingly enough, and she was talking about prenatal yoga and how it actually helps with the birthing, but also a calm child. Um, and also that it changes the frontal lobe of a child. Instead of coming into fright and flight, which is kind of the way most children come out, they come out very, very calm you know, of, of open and ready to learn. And, you know, the things that we do with our children right from the word go is going to dictate very much who they are and what they're going to achieve in life. So we owe it to our kids to, you know, place importance upon ourselves. This is not being egotistical. It is not being selfish. It is being selfless because if you don't invest in yourself, who are you to anyone else? It's a very, very important thing to do. Yes. Hey, Sarah, I'd like to say one other thing on that subject I was saying about, you know, basically you're an athlete training for an Olympic gold medal. I will say one thing, the one difference is when you really are living a your purpose from, let's say, the divine universe, God, whatever you want to call it, and yes, there is a purpose from them, you will get things somewhat effortless and ease. And when I say, I'm not saying there won't be a lot of action and frustrating days, but things will come to your doorstep. Yeah. I will come, they'll come to you when you need them. Yes. I won't, maybe to your doorstep, maybe this. I mean, in my journey, I'm just blown away. It's just unbelievable how often that thing has happened to me. It's like, get out of here. The perfect thing at the perfect time. And that's because you're sending out that vibration to the universe and other people are picking up, like, you know, radio waves. And, you know, people pick up that wave and getting tuned and you've actually communicated before you've even met. And so when you do meet, there is that resonance immediately, that connection. And you might just meet them walking down the street or at the you know at the cashier or, or over a cup of coffee but you don't know what they're going to be if you're not willing to talk to them if you're not willing to be open they might just be a statement that changes your life um as in one case with one uh, um, author I, I, I interviewed he had nine years he was sick nobody could figure out what was wrong with him they just couldn't find anything to label him with and he was sitting at a, a, a bench one day and he met this guy and the guy, after hearing his story, said to him, why don't you just decide to be well? And that was it for him. He decided to be well and not feed the sickness anymore, and he became well. And we don't realize wow. that empowerment of that. And, and it took that one person to say that at that one moment for him to realize that he'd been feeding his own illness. 
Why doesn't he feed his health? And sometimes we meet those people at that moment just purely to redirect us. <laughs> that is, that's powerful. That Very is, powerful. that's extremely, extremely powerful. And the other thing is, yes, you got to be in, you know, in action. You know, yes. some you make an action, showing the universe, being in action. You know, and then it will all come together for you. And you know, action. That's my first action things in the book is putting you in action before you even know what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. But trying to figure out your purpose. There's things that you can do to change who you are so your purpose comes to you. But it's yes. all done through action. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you want to find something to believe in. So the first thing you believe in is in yourself. And then you act on believing in that belief and you commit to that action. And you know, most people fall off with that commitment. And, you know, there's going to be days, as you said, that are hard. You know, and you're going to go back to that mirror and go, oh, I can't stand you. Uh, and that's okay. It's a release. It's something coming out of you. It's a, you know, the detoxing. And, you know, when you've finished verbalizing, you know, now you put the arms around yourself and say, but I love you and I love the journey you're taking. You must always affirm what you desire and not feed what you fear. Mm, mm, yes, absolutely. It's, <laughs> I just came up with that. Um, there's a bumper sticker out that says something about the worst day of fishing is better than my best day at work. And that's how living your purpose is. Yeah. Your worst day, you know, a, a challenging day is better than any day. And this is the truth. Any day I've ever had at work, ever, ever, and it, it's just, <laughs> a lot of it is how you feel. Yes. It's how you feel, you know, how it's just, it's, it's a whole different thing. It, the, to me, going to work was extremely, just felt like a complacent robot, yep. just felt yep. like, uh, yeah, and I felt like very, everything survival, like it was yes. just, you know. Not, not thriving, like surviving, yeah. That exactly. story we've been told, get a good job, yeah, make a lot of money, and you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. And you start, after a while, you're like, wait a minute, all I'm doing is putting a lot of time in to buy stuff, or get stuff, or have a weekend, and that's it. It's not really making me have a lot of joy. No. You know, that's that's what I got in touch with. And you ain't getting up every morning with a smile on your face face and showing the world how beautiful it is (laughs) because you're not feeling the beauty in you and you know it doesn't mean that you know once you get into this realm that there aren't going to be those hard days or you know uh, things get tough but it does mean you actually have the tools and the knowledge of how to cope with them and as long as we know that those tough days are a release and don't let them consume you don't let them set you back you've got the tools within you to heal or to overcome you've just got to be willing to make that choice to commit Absolutely. And I'll say one other thing about those feelings. You know, I, I still remember the way I felt when I had a weekend off and I would, Sunday nights it started hitting me like uh-huh. very sick. I call most like sick feeling in the stomach and Monday mornings I really had it. I had it all the time, but they were the two worst times. Uh-huh. And that, that's where you want to start really getting in touch with your feelings. That's your soul talking to you. Yeah. Really, that's your soul feeling. You can't get any more. Stop living in dread. It's like saying, man, I'm telling you, you should not feel like this. There's more to life. That's what that's telling you. 
I mean, we're not meant to live in dread. We're not meant to live that. That is not a life. We're not meant to. The other thing I think that's happened a great deal of, and especially with women, is, you know, women were of service, servitude, you know, passive, obedient, um, and never given permission to place importance upon themselves and to be of service to themselves. You know, it was all about sacrifice. You know, you know, who do you think you are? You, you're here to serve others and not yourself. Well, you know, it's like oxygenating yourself, isn't it? If you don't put that oxygen to yourself and you've got no, no air in your lungs, how can you help anyone else? We have to give people permission now, especially in an older generation, that they can place that importance upon themselves. They can place that value and worth upon themselves. That their sheer age and wisdom of everything that they've accomplished can now be transferred into an empowerment of possibilities. Um, but that permission has to be there because they've lived their entire life in servitude. Yeah, actually... That's funny because I think it was just yesterday, or it might have been the day before, but I'm pretty sure it was yesterday, I just put a Facebook quote on for myself, and it said, serve yourself and you will serve many. Yes, absolutely and true. That's, yeah, it's funny. I, 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 I see this a lot with people. They sort of want to skip the part where they are help, they uh, heal themselves. Yes. And, and they become number one to themselves and know what they want. They sort of want to skip that part and go out and help and save a lot of people. But they skip, they want to skip that one part where, whoa, you know, let me serve myself and let me take care of myself. And then I can be of so much use to this world and be, you know, and have such an amazing life, amazing life. And, you know, we want to be around those people that exude that joy. We're drawn to them because they they lift up our hearts and our spirits and our souls. And why can't we be them? Why can't we be them? We can if we make that choice to take that journey. Absolutely. And, you know, there, uh, yes, and I I will say I'm one of those people. I, I believe, you know, I that's what people, how people would describe me. But I will also say, I do stuff every single day to become that person. Exactly. It's like it's like being taking a bath or doing something like that. I still, in other words, um, maintenance. <laughs> if I didn't do that stuff for a while, you wouldn't want to be around me. Especially if I didn't do that stuff for a while, and maybe tonight went out and you know just got ripped and loaded and drunk, whatever. I'm not saying that's bad or good. I'm just saying the next day. Would I be an inspiring and empowering person? <laughs> Absolutely not. A bear with a sore head. It's, it's not. It's just not. I have to. It has to. It has to be a habit to do things to become that person. And it's a great being that person. It's not no work or anything. I'm just saying anybody can do that. It's just learning that thing, and that's what I have in my book: how to become that person. It's called my uh, 90 days. I, in 90 days, you can become that person. In 90 days, you I will tell you one thing. You will feel better than you ever felt in your life. That I will say. And I can tell you that this 90 days is true because actually under the quantum uh, physics and also in our cellular structure, everything is renewed in that 90 days. So if people actually do decide to actually follow 
the 90-day program. They will actually, cellular structure and the entire quantum energy of the mind will change in that time. And that's the reason why that 90 days is so important. Huh. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the, the divine must have known that because I didn't know exactly, that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's the, you know, the beauty of, you know, knowledge as we grow. Um, uh, you know, the quantum energy uh, uh, you know uh, mathematical equations um you know the the frequency and the you know the the divine energy it's all it's all part of you know the same symphony and you know the more and more you understand it the more and more you realize you know what you're doing i've been a, a reader all my life and um i have a particular format that i've devised that i do and it's just um it helps me understand somebody's path so i can actually help them make better decisions in their life and actually up until recently I didn't realize I was a quantum reader and that the mathematical equation that I actually did in laying out my cards um, actually had a quantum energy to it and uh, said, so oh, cool, <laughs> I'm a quantum reader now. <laughs> you know? And it's, it's something you learn, you know, and that's the beautiful thing is that, you know, I'm turning 60 um, this week. And, you know, for me, it's like life isn't about ready to retire. I'm actually about to set off on this brand new adventure that's going to keep me probably working or, you know, mm. certainly being a part of it for, for the rest of my life. Um, I'm going to make it work for me so I'm not working so hard for it. But I'm always going to be a part of it because it's my baby. It's my dream. I was inspired by the vision of it and I'm aspiring to make it happen. That's my life's purpose. Until the day I die, I want to see that purpose grow. Um, so, you know, it you is it. about you participating every day. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You Those are those are beautiful words. That's how it is. Absolutely. They're beautiful words. And happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that's the thing. It's We're not looking at um, it being a chore. Yes, it's going to be hard for you to change your dialogue in the first 90 days and you have really got to be diligent and work on it but then the next 90 days gets easier and then easier and then easier and the more you've reprogrammed your your mind and you've deleted the old programming and the more you're living in it that you'll just find that it's it's something you cannot live without you can't possibly go back to that person of such discontent before and what you're putting into it the effort you're putting into it isn't work it's pleasure but it is still you can't run a car without maintenance. You can't run the body without food. So the work that you do is your substance that kind of feeds you. Right, right. And the other thing you're really, really dealing with is your is habits and your subconscious. Yes. We all have habits. It's becoming and making empowering habits. And my example of that was years ago when I decided I wanted to start meditating. I set my alarm early when I was still working and I would, you know, go down to the basement and I would have things to remind me and all that, get down to the basement and I would, you know, start meditating for 15, 20 minutes, whatever it was. And I'll tell you right now, I, you know, I'll be honest. It's like going to the gym. The first 20, maybe 30 days, I did not like it at all. Yeah. And I stuck with it. And now two things. Number one, it's a it's a habit that I don't even have to think about. When I open my eyes, it's, I go get a glass of water and head down in the basement and meditate. And the and and the second thing is now it's one I love doing it more than oh it's unbelievable how rewarding it was. So sticking it out is where it's like wow the reward is so great. 
Exactly. And, and you just, you know, the more you do that, the more you exude life and the joy of life. And the more we do that, the more we inspire others to take that journey. And the more we inspire others to take that journey, the more they raise that vibration of possibilities. And the more and more, one by one by one by one, we start healing this planet and take away the power from the people that have had far too much power for too long and that live in that hate and that control. Let's show them the love, folks, and it starts from within us. So your book comes out uh, this week on the 7th of October, day after my birthday. Oh, Uh, yes, October 7th. Yes, it does. And uh, it's the hero inside of you. And would you let everybody know how they can get it? Yes, you can go to my website, TonyEdgel.com, and that's T. O-N-Y-E-D-G-E-L-L dot com. That's Tony with a Y and Edge with two L's dot com. And you can go on the right-hand side of my homepage, and I have a, where you can click to the Amazon and buy it. Right there is where you can buy it. And the second uh, thing I will give you today is you can opt into my website, and I give you Five free videos to find your purpose, passion, and meaning in life. Excellent, wonderful. And you know, this is—I love it when people wake up and discover their purpose. And in in and also, I can tell you, guaranteed you from every, you know, out of all four hundred shows that I've interviewed, people who are really authentically living in their life's purpose and are out there sharing. And wishing you to find that same exuberance of life, um, their energy just grows and grows and grows and grows. And we are so lucky to have people who have embraced this journey because it is exhilarating and it's so empowering. And I'm seeing more and more and more of it. So thank you for embracing your diva. Thank you. And it's it's a journey like you think it's a journey where you like it's a struggle or you got to yeah. you don't feel good or it's hard to do every day like you got to be righteous actually it's completely opposite yes. it's easy and you feel great you feel amazing you feel purposeful <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you've got yeah, something you to get yeah, up for every morning great. right <laughs> you feel great Exactly. So I thank you so much for being on the air with me. This has been absolutely exciting. And, uh, you know, you're, you're an inspirational speaker as well. And you have workshops and you do speaking programs. So it's not just about the book. You offer it to everybody. Um, and those motivational talks. And so, you know, first thing you've got to do, folks, is make the choice to invest in your own life by taking ownership of your decision making and you know you have to be willing to put that time and energy into your journey and when you do you will see the rewards and you will be so happy you did because you will never look back so thank you so much tony for being with us here today on plv radio oh thank you so much for having me thank you this has been really great. So, folks, be kind to yourself. Invest in yourself, for you are the love we all seek. Until the next time.